Welcome to Talking HR Compliance, a podcast made for small businesses. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes, give or take, talking about HR and employment law matters. But you probably know them better as those things you can never keep track of and are always causing you trouble. If that sounds like you, then you've come to the right place. Sit back and let our HR and employment law experts do the talking. Hello, and welcome to the Talking HR Compliance Podcast, and welcome to 2020. I'm Jamie Lizotte, the HR Solutions Manager here at ComplyRight, and you're joining the podcast at a perfect time because today we're actually going to start the new year and cover an assortment of HR and labor law topics that are hitting the headlines, what's happened in 2019, and also we're going to talk about today what to expect a little bit for 2020. So we do have a lot to expect a lot to discuss. Uh, It's the beginning of the year, so we want to make sure that you guys get prepared for all our listeners out there. So um, I have with me here today Shanna Wall, um, employment attorney. So she's going to touch on the key points with each topic and really share with you about how these issues may affect your business in the coming months so that you are aware and prepared and most definitely can remain compliant in your business. So thank you, Shanna, for being here today. Thank you, Jamie. And let's just jump right into it, all right? Sounds good. Okay, so, you know, let's start with, um, we always want to talk about update with government agencies. So tell us a little bit about what's happened in the last past, the last half of, I guess, uh, 2019. Sure. So um, the Department of Labor has been active, um, as usual. Uh, most recently, they announced a final rule regarding the FLSA's regular rate rules. Um, so many of you know that the FLSA overtime rules had just slightly changed. Um and that's very important for us to discuss, but we'll discuss that a little bit later. Um, but and sp- specifically for this one, um, the regular rate rules. Un- so under the FLSA, non-exempt employees generally must be paid one and a half times their regular rate um, for all hours that they work over 40 in a work week. So this new rule basically clarifies what compensation, um, including which perks and benefits, must be and then which ones may not be included in the employee's regular rate. Um, So according to the Department of Labor, Terry's secretary, uh, Eugene Scalia, this new rule will encourage employers, um, and to quote him, to invest in the American workforce to the benefit of their employees. So um, that's one that if you do have employees, employees, non-exempt employees that work overtime and you're confused as to what their regular rates um, entail, please make sure you check out this final rule um, and understand it to make sure that you're in compliance with that. Um, That's very, very important. You want to make sure you're paying your employees correctly. Uh, FLSA lawsuits are definitely one of the biggest ones um, in employment law, so you definitely want to keep your eye out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other, another agency that I, I've been kind of watching, um, that's usually pretty busy at the end of the year, uh, is OSHA. Um, OSHA just released its list of top 10 most frequently cited violations for 2019. This is a list that they typically do every year. Um, and topping this list, uh, again, is fall protections, general requirements. Um, and this one had over 6,000 violations, uh, really, the only change um, from the 2018 list to the 2019 list 
was the um, categories of lockout, tagout, and respiratory protection categories. Those actually just switch spots um, from four and five. So that's pretty much the only change. Um, also, OSHA reported that the rate of occupational fatalities in 2018 virtually remained unchanged. Um, but this report did show that accidental overdoses and suicides at work increased, um, but that the total number of fatal workplace falls decreased. I guess that kind of attributed to um, why the numbers, total numbers, uh, virtually uh, remained unchanged. Um, and then finally, the IRS has also been busy. Um, the IRS has updated their FAQs on the new 2020 W-4 form. Um, and the final instructions for the 2020 federal income tax withholdings, um, that they uh, instructions were included on that. So they're updated on that. So you want to check those out as well. And I do want to add something, um, obvious as the uh, tax compliance solutions manager here at ComplyRate. I want to add uh, one of the biggest questions that we get from employers a lot is with the new W-4 coming out um, and being released by the IRS, is you, employers ask, do I have to have all employees fill out the new form? Um, well, the question, you know, the answer here is actually no. So that new form applies to all new employees. Um, and if you have any current employees that want to change their withholdings, then they would need to fill out the new form. However, there is no need to take... Um, you know, to go haywire and make all of your employees fill out the new form. Um, their old form does um, still um, matter, you know what I mean, still take place. Um, they don't need to make any changes unless they want to make changes to, the, to, to their withholding, I should say. So that's one of the more, most pressing questions we've been getting about that new form. So just for everybody to note. The complexity of posting compliance requirements continues to multiply. In fact, local postings are the newest and fastest growing area of compliance today. If your city or county doesn't require specific postings yet, it probably will soon. With PosterGuard Compliance Protection Service, you can have peace of mind knowing you are covered from all directions all year. Their in-house legal team continually monitors more than 22,000 cities and counties in addition to federal and state agencies to provide you with unmatched labor law poster service. Head over to PosterGuard.com to learn more. All right. So thank you for those uh, updates with government agencies. Let's move on to um, the federal legislative update. And I know there's some good stuff in there. Um, as we, you said, there's some things that have been happening. Yeah, so um, on previous podcast, I've mentioned several laws that have been, or several bills, let me say, that have been introduced into um, either uh, the House of Representatives or Senate. Um, and every time I say something like that, I usually <clears throat> also add the disclaimer that, you know, they're not likely to be actually fully passed into law. Um, but this time I actually have two bills that were signed into law. Um, that I want to go over today. Um, and one of them does have to do with uh, paid family leave on the federal side. 
Um, so last month, a bill was signed into law that will give uh, 2.1 million federal workers um, some paid parental leave. Uh, this would include some time off to care for uh, a new baby, time off following like adoption or at the start of foster care. Now, this, lo- uh, this law has a second component that's not related to leave, um, and that is that it now prohibits federal agencies and federal contractors from asking applicants about criminal history before a conditional job offer has been made. And again, I want to stress that this is for federal um, workers only. So um, uh, I presume most of our uh, listeners are probably in the private sector, so this doesn't actually affect you. But if you do have federal um, contracts, things like that, make sure that you are familiar with these laws. Um, The next is the SECURE Act, and this was recently signed into law as well. Uh, SECURE stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, and uh, this was actually approved as part of the recent appropriations package. Um, This new law encourages employers to become plan sponsors, uh, and some of those ways that they try to encourage that is by increasing the business tax credit for retirement plan startup costs from $500 to $5,000. Um, It also provides another $500 tax credit for three years um, for plans that add auto enrollments for new hires. And it also simplifies rules and notice requirements in Safe Harbor 401k plans. So those are two of the laws that we actually saw get passed, signed into law um, that you should be aware of. Okay, so uh, pay attention to those, obviously. Um, now let's move on to state law updates. That's been a busy um, area this this year, so um, wh- how did we end out? Yeah, so um, I'm going to start with Illinois on this one. Um, they actually just passed the law that's going to start uh, taking effect. Not all, We actually have to wait all the way till August 1st. For this to go into effect, it's the Illinois School Visitation Rights Act. So this is going to apply to employers with 50 or more employees, and it's going to uh, allow eight hours of leave per year um, if the other PTO um, that the company provides has been exhausted uh, for employees to attend school conferences or classroom activities related to that employee's child if the activities cannot be scheduled during non-working hours. Um, so if you need to do a teacher-parent conference, for example, that those things would be co- covered there. Um, the law also says that employers cannot terminate employees based on the attendance at school conferences, um, behavioral meetings, or academic meetings. So that's um, one law for Illinois, if you're in Illinois. Um, the other one, obviously, the big one, I'm sure, if you are in Illinois, you've been hearing lots about, that's the recreational marijuana um, became legal this past uh, couple, what, a couple uh, week ago, week and a half ago now on January 1st. Um, and in light of this new law, uh, there was a lot of confusion as to what um, employers' rights would be to um, drug test and have drug-free um, workplaces. So the governor actually signed legislation that explicitly allows employers to adopt their zero-tolerance or drug-free workplace policies as long as they are reasonable and implied in a non-discriminatory manner. Um, employers still have the ability to uh, do those drug tests, whether those are pre-employment, uh, random, reasonable uh, suspicion, or post-accident tests. So you do still, if you are in Illinois, um, you will still have the rights to, uh, to do those policies and testing. Uh, New Jersey um, just passed 
what they call the Crown Act, um, and uh, you will, this will sound familiar because we talked about this a lot um, before, but uh, Crown stands for Create a Respectful and Open Workplace for Natural Hair Act, um, and it was recently signed, like I just said. This law clarifies, again, that race discrimination includes discrimination based on traits historically associated with race, uh, including but not limited to uh, hair texture, hair type, and protective hairstyles. Um, very uh, very familiar. Uh, if you are up to date on the California and New York laws, it's very, very similar to that. Um, so in Pennsylvania, and for Pittsburgh, um, Pennsylvania specifically, they're paid sick leave. Um, as many of you may know, if you're in that area, uh, that Back in, I think it was 2015, they passed a uh, paid sick leave law um, that was actually held up in litigation for a few years, um, and the Supreme Court uh, in Pennsylvania just ruled um, that that paid sick leave can go into effect. So the city has just uh, issued new guidelines, um, and those guidelines uh, will make the effective date for this paid sick leave law to go into effect on March 15th. Um, So the paid sick Day law requires uh, paid sick leave to any employee who performs um, at least 35 hours of work within the city. And the law also requires employees to post a notice regarding employees' rights under that law. So um, if you are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, please pay attention because come March, um, you may be required to provide some paid sick leave to your employees. Um, In New York City, New York, there was a prevailing wages law uh, that was just signed. um, And that law expands prevailing wage guarantees to building service workers in city-funded projects. So again, in the public sector, um, not affecting private sector things, uh, uh, pri- private sector employers. But under this new law, workers must also receive benefits such as health insurance, retirement accounts, and paid time off. So those are um, a few of the state laws um, that we've seen uh, come in signed here in the last uh, few weeks. Mm-hmm. And most definitely, obviously, we're starting a new year, um, 2020. You always want to make sure that you're starting off on the right foot and starting out compliant. So this is a great time to take a deeper look into these laws. Make sure that you are compliant if you are in any of those states or those cities that Shanna just mentioned um, to make sure that you are getting off on the right foot and starting the year all right. So um, as we're talking about 2020 now, um, starting the year off right, um, you want to be prepared for what's to come, right? So um, Shanna, can you share with us, um, um, or with our listeners, I should say, um, looking ahead in 2020, what can, some of, what can our listeners expect in the compliance arena of you know, what may happen in 2020? Sure. So again, if you've been following this podcast and uh, listened to previous things, you're kind of starting to see some trends take place. Um, I know we just mentioned that hair discrimination. I'm going to mention that again here in a second. But different um, types of laws have seemed to be kind of catching fire, and we're kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, so uh, first off, paid time off, we should all keep an eye on that. Um, so we just actually had a federal law get passed, like I just mentioned. Um, and, you know, many states, since the federal laws aren't keeping up on that, um, a lot of state laws have been stepping up. Um, as a matter of fact, paid sick time, for example, there are currently 11 states um, and D.C. Uh, and even more than 15 cities that have enacted those paid sick time off um, laws. Uh, there are also more um, states that have paid family and medical leaves. And then now um, Maine and uh, Nevada even have 
uh, enacted laws that provide paid time off for any reason. So I do expect to see these trends continue. Um, I think that we will see some more states uh, enact one of those three versions of paid time off. Um, and again, uh, there there is bills out there in Congress for federal mandated um, paid time off, but I don't know that those are going to go anywhere at this time. So there, there may be some states that actually, states and definitely cities to keep an eye out on as well um, that might get in, jump into this arena. Um, next, discrimination, like I just said, with the hair discrimination. Um, so that usually falls under the category of race. Like I said, race um, has been expanded, the definition to include traits historically associated with race, such as hair um, texture and protective hairstyles. Again, we saw New York, California, and now New Jersey pass those types of laws. Cities are getting involved too. Um, I believe Toledo and Cincinnati, Ohio, both have some laws um, upcoming uh, taking effect uh, on those fronts as well. So I do expect that we will see a lot more um, cities and states um, expand their definition of race. Um, likewise, uh, we saw religion get expanded as well to include um, wearing religious attire, clothing, facial hair, um, that specifically in New York. So um, I think other cities and states might uh, jump on that as well. Um, another one uh, under the discrimination arena too um, <clears throat> that uh, specifically New York just passed was um, protecting uh, employees based on their reproductive health decisions. Um, I know Hawaii also has a law like that in effect as well, um, so other places might take um, jump on that as well. Uh, immigration status could also become um, more prevalent, a uh, protected class as well. That is also in, in New York. Um, and then a couple other um, states have included medical marijuana cardholder status as protected classes. Um, and then, of course, we're also still waiting on the Supreme Court ruling as to whether um, officially under Title VII, sexual orientation and gender identity will be a protected classes under um, the category of sex. So, um, like I said, we're waiting on that ruling. I'm not sure when that will come out. It will be sometime later this year for sure. When that does, we will obviously make sure we cover that as well. Uh, another area that I'm watching closely is sexual harassment. Um, that was a big one in the last uh, year, year and a half, two years, uh, where we're seeing more and more states um, requiring uh, employers actually give handouts um, to their, uh, requiring handouts and written notifications to their employees regarding um, sexual harassment, uh, mandatory policies, um, and specifically mandatory sexual harassment trainings. Uh, we currently have six states and one city that have those mandatory uh, sexual harassment training requirements. Um, so I do expect that we will probably see some more movement on that front. Um, if you are in one of those states, definitely make sure um, that you are providing the training if you're required to. Uh, another big area, like I mentioned with Illinois, uh, is medical mar uh, marijuana laws in general, um, whether that's uh, recreational or uh, medical. Um, but specifically with that, like I just said, I mentioned a second ago, um, medical marijuana cardholder status have been uh, added as protected classes. You might see um, some other states add something related to uh, marijuana use as a protected class especially for med medical purposes. Um, some states are actually um, looking at, and we've had uh, a, some pass on pre-employment testing um, 
that uh, restrictions on that or um, some states are starting to say that you cannot do pre-employment testing on, on marijuana usage. So those are some areas that might uh, we need to keep an eye out on. And also um, no smoking policies have actually uh, started to include uh, vaping or smoking marijuana, things like that. Mm-hmm. So those are, uh, those are you know, ma- major topics that I'm looking at. Obviously, mm-hmm. we can't cover everything, even when it comes to the state laws that just recently passed. We're not covering everything. Um, so make sure you know your specific state and city laws. But, you know, I'm tr- just trying to give you some of the highlights um, for time purposes. Yeah. And with a lot of these that you mentioned, Shanna, you know, the paid... Um, paid time off, the discrimination, even sexual harassment, um, and most definitely marijuana. We've seen a lot of questions come in from our listeners, um, from employers about what to do in their state specifically, especially since, since everything is starting to really come down to the state level. So, so important to follow. Tune into our podcast um, as we have them so we can keep you updated on what changes with those and bring anything that comes to your specific area, whether it's local, state, or even federal changes to keep you in compliance. So... Um, last thing, as we get to the you know round out uh, today's podcast, um, share with us you know some pertinent laws that just took effect. You know, it's the beginning of the year. That's typically when a lot of things hit the floor. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of you know you're walking in right after January first, and it's like, okay, here, what do I got to do? So, what are those? Share with us some of those laws that 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 are our listeners really want to hone in on right now. Well, hopefully our listeners, um, if they are in any of these states that have laws that um, just took effect, we're already prepared. But just in case um, something may have been overlooked, um, I just want to go over some major um, laws. Um, Again, these are not all the laws because there were tons of laws, um, city and state levels, even uh, a couple at the federal level that took effect January 1st or here in the last week or so. Um, But just to cover briefly just... Some of the very, very important ones. Um, we'll start with the FLSA, like I just mentioned at the at the top of this podcast. The uh, overtime rule just took effect, um, and what that means is that now um, the minimum salary threshold had increased on January first. So, in order for um, employee employees to be classified as exempt, um, of course you have to meet that minimum salary threshold plus uh, a job duties test under the DOL. But for that minimum threshold. Um, Part only, um, it raised from 4.55 per week to 6.84 per week. So um, make sure that uh, if you're classifying your employees as exempt, that you that they are at that minimum salary threshold, and that they meet that um, uh, duties test as well. But you know, for the purposes of the new law that took effect, that was just had to do with the salary threshold increase. Um, and again, uh, there's way, way too many to uh, list out for you, but many states and local minimum wages increased on January 1st. Um, so please, please pay attention to those as well. Uh, for California, obviously, we expect to see a lot of movement there, um, and we did. Uh, some of the laws that just took effect there are um, voter protection law that actually r- prohibits um, employers from requiring or requesting that their employees bring um, vote-by-mail ballots into work or to vote by mail instead of giving them time off to work. Um, in California, you do have to give some time off um, to vote if, if, if needed, um, so make sure you check that law out. You cannot just simply say, no, I can't give you time off. You have to vote by mail. That's not allowed. Um, they also um, just uh, their independent contractor law, which codified their um, Dynamex um, test based on um, – 
case law um, that just took effect. So there's a new way to um, classify your independent contractors. You want to pay attention to that. Again, we already discussed the hair discrimination um, part of uh, earlier, um, but that just took effect January 1st. And also they expanded their lactation accommodation requirements. Um, and this one also requires mandatory um, policy. So if, you know, you need to make sure that you have a policy in place for your lactation accommodations um, in California. Uh, New Jersey, um, they uh, passed their salary history law. Um, so as of January 1st, you can no longer ask your applicants um, what they previously were paid or compensated um, before you make a, uh, a con- Conditional offer, so make sure you're on on lookout for that. Uh, You've adjusted your job applications and your hiring um, procedures there. Illinois has also been very, very busy. They have several laws that took place, uh, or that just took effect, um, including their workplace transparency um, law, and that has many, many components, but the highlight there is that their sexual harassment training laws just went into effect. Um, They also, like I mentioned before, their... um, Recreational marijuana law just went into effect. And then they also have a law that restricts the use of AI um, to analyze videotaped job interviews. Um, So now there's some new restrictions. They still can, but there are certain requirements there. So um, make sure you're up to date on that. Uh, Oregon um, just expanded their family leave to cover organ and tissue donations. Um, They also have pregnancy uh, and lactation accommodations law that just went into effect. And that one also requires notice to their employees, both written and by posting. Um, Nevada, just their paid leave law that I mentioned earlier, um, that they must now provide paid time off for any reason, that law just took effect. Um, Washington's paid family leave also just went into effect where eligible employees um, now have access to use their paid family leave benefits. Um, And in New York, uh, New York now requires a handbook statement regarding their employee uh, reproductive health decision rights and remedies um, there. So now they have to put that in specifically in their policy. I mentioned that in the discrimination section as well. Um, and they also have that salary history law where they cannot ask about prior um, compensation. So that just kind of rounds out some of the major ones. Again, there were many, many, many. Uh, that's just the highlights. So please make sure um, that you are checking all of your state and local laws. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. And like Shanna said, um, obviously, we hope that you're already in compliance as the first has passed and most of these laws went into effect as as of January 1st of this year. Um, However, um, if you haven't, now you know. There's no excuse. You are aware of these. So jump on the compliance train and make sure that you comply. So get new job applications. Make sure you get those policies written and handed out to the employees. Whatever you need to do to comply with that law uh, to make sure you're in compliance. And with that, I know our, compl- our podcast today was a little bit longer. We had a lot to talk about as we welcome in the new year of 2020. Um, but we are at the end of today's Talking HR Compliance. We thank you for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful 2020 and a compliant 2020. And we look forward to having you tune in to listen to us next time. And don't forget, you can always look to www.complyright.com for any resources to help you maintain compliance. Don't miss any future episodes of Talking HR Compliance. If you want more, you can subscribe, review, share with your friends. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Thanks for listening to Talking HR Compliance.